Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello! This week I'm talking to my friend Angela Barnes, a badass comedian who you will have seen and heard being the queen of topical comedy, most often all over Mock the Week and News Quiz. She's properly ace, as you'll hear. We get our hearts as well as our brains out in this episode. First up, thank you loads if you came to the live show last Sunday in Manchester. It was so good! A much abridged version of that show will be out very shortly as a podcast. Alice Nutter and Amy Gledhill were very, very, very funny guests, please. The next live show is at 3pm on Saturday, 23rd of February in Thursk. The same brains behind the brilliant Deer Shed Festival are running a brand spanking, brilliant looking new podcast festival called the Podcast Social Club. Go to podcastsocialclub.com for tickets. Now, when I do live shows, there's way too much content for one podcast often. Like we made the one on in, in Sunday in Manchester we recorded for like an hour and 40 minutes and that will become like an under an hour podcast so I'm going to turn the excess content into a mini episode exclusively for my $20 patrons if you don't know what a patrons are please go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod it's a magical world where you can swap any spare money you have for stuff to do with this podcast like extra and exclusive content discount codes for live show tickets guest recipes and all sorts of shit like that only other admin to let you know really is that my stand-up show hench is on tour for the first half of next year uh, but tickets are now on sale and dates are being added uh, almost by the day and there's if you live somewhere and there isn't a date for there yet bear with me there coming out as and when uh, the theatres that they're in are able to put them on sale but there's tons of them on there already I'm at the Soho Theatre throughout January and that's all on their website Uh, and I'm from the 1st of February uh, starting in Bristol on the 1st of February I go all the way around the UK and Ireland and beyond Um, for tickets to everything um, go to jessicafosterq.com and then uh, click on my doings and that's where I list everything Okay, let's get into this podcast. I have some warnings, I'm afraid. Uh, We do talk about dysmorphia and not from a point of complete resolution, sadly. It's a bit sad in parts, our conversation. You'll hear two women being very imperfect feminists or icons. (laughs) Uh, But it's honest because we are all work in progresses. Okay, and so also we're going to talk about self-harm. And we talk in detail, including numbers at one point, about a particular diet. Um, Not from a place of recommendation ever. You know, that's not my bag. Um, But it's in there because it's real and it happened. Okay, uh, we're in Angela's super cool home in Brighton and we're eating some really yummy leftover soup that she'd made a day or two before. Get in. 
This looks lush, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, and it's my first soup of the year. Is it? And I, uh, I'm quite like, a, I, I make soups at least one a week, all yeah. th from October, probably through to March. Yeah. But I'm quite seasonal about it from that point on. I my am. ex used to get really annoyed with me and be like, just because it's April, we can still have a soup. It's like, nope. No, you can't. I'm done with no, it now. It's you're, winter food. You're having a salad. It's like yeah. stew. You wouldn't have a stew in the summer, would you? No, unless you're a pervert. Yeah. Mmm. It's so nice. Oh, bless you. You <laughs> said it wasn't spiced. It's was really lovely. It's a little bit spiced. It's, um, I'm not. Are we recording? Yeah. We're recording. Because I'm. You said you want to do a podcast about food. I love eating food. I am yeah. bad at cooking food. Oh, well, the podcast's about eating, not about, oh, that's all right, then. Not about it, food per se. Whew. But you can't really talk about eating without talking about food. Actually, yeah. maybe that's an episode to try one day. Talk about eat, eating but not food. Yeah, you'd have to, yeah, it would have to be like... Because the things that people have eaten that aren't food are probably so few and far between. It had to be a collection of lots, asking everyone that yeah. question and putting all the answers together. What have you accidentally I've eaten? I've never asked that before. What's wrong have with I me? Have I ever eaten anything? Like, have, have you ever eaten anything that wasn't food? Like a bit of Lego or something? Oh, I swallowed a tongue piercing. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. I did. And I remember I was about 19 and yeah. I had my tongue pierced. And I woke up in the night and the little ball thing had got loose. Oh, God. And I woke up and, I, like, sort of choking on it. And then I swallowed <gasps> instinctively and it had just gone. Yeah. And I so panicked. And I phoned, like, the emergency doctor. Oh, <laughs> really? The and they went, just eat some bananas. It'd be all right. <laughs> I never, I never was aware of bananas. it coming out. Yeah, could still be in there. Maybe I've got a pierced intestine. You'd have to have the most... You'd have to have, like, a fairy's anus to notice a right, tongue piercing coming out, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no one's oh. going to notice. <laughs> Like a pearl. Um, <laughs> there'll be someone somewhere that's got their tongue pierced specifically for the joy of that, knowing they're pooping well, I'll out. I'll just loosen the little ball yeah. before I go to bed on Because it does... I, I, I won't... My, I've still got mine. There's your stuff. No, yeah. I haven't had mine since then, actually. God, that's so funny. What a brilliant answer. And mm. I would I would have... If you'd asked me, have you ever eaten anything that's not food, I'd have struggled. But I've definitely it swallowed at least three tongue piercings, but not for yeah. years. Because yeah. they'll be fine for ages. And then they'll... You know when you need to change... Well, one of the many reasons you should, yeah. I should change it more often than I do. But it's when it just keeps coming out when you're eating. It's yeah. So, so just get, I think yeah. the thread just wears, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, the screw bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell me what's in this soup because it's waste. So, you made it out like it's going to be rubbish and it's snazzy. It is really boring. It's carrot and swede and parsnip mm. with a bit of onion, some cumin, some curry powder. You said it wasn't chili. even spicy. I knew it's lush. It's um, it's my go-to winter comfort food, mm. and I go to the supermarket and get those. You know, you can just buy a stew pack. It's like a crisp. Yeah. yeah, they're great, <laughs> aren't they? Make a soup out of it. And it's literally got those things in it ages. usually, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. We're in Brighton in your lovely flat. This is so cool. Oh, and you've got a so. study that your neighbour carpenter built for you. I have. I feel very lucky. Like, it feels very self-indulgent. Not to at have all. A, you've made your workspace nice. It's a sensible thing to do. It's. I do love this room. And I made it, mm. well, you can see it, like, it's bright coloured. But basically what happened Lush. is the carpenter built it for us. So then he got a painter mate to come and paint it. Wicked. So what colour do you want? And he gave me a colour, one of those, like, Dulux <laughs> colour charts. And I went, I want it to look like this Dulux colour chart. <laughs> oh, my God, and it's so Oh, wow. Do you mind if I take a picture of it, yeah, actually? Yeah, please do. That is so true. It actually does look... I, like, I can't pick one colour, so can I have all of them? It literally looks like a Dulux colour <laughs> chart. That is so true. Get the maximum number of colours yeah. in. What a brilliant room. So, I, I just... It. I'm somebody who... Um, I don't do well in, like, grey yeah. situation. I like, I like bright light. I like, you know, so... There's lots of lights in yeah, here. Yeah, lots of little light um, bits of light. Yeah, and just lots of bright colour. And that just lifts my mood loads. Mm. It's very easy to lift my mood. I've That's learned good. that after 40 years. Yeah. God, go, well, it oh, takes actually, that what I need is light and colour, yeah. and then I'm all right, generally. Yeah. Oh, God, um, this is so lush. I can feel my body thanking me for this. Oh, my bowl of vegetables after... Well, you've a, been on the road, haven't you, all day? I've been driving all day. to eat on the road. No, my, the other meal I've had today was from Greg's, Angeles, so <laughs> that's why my body's going, thank you! But it's so shit, because when, you know, we're comedians, we're on yeah. the roads a lot. We were talking about this earlier, weren't we, that <laughs> yeah. I, um, my passenger seat in my car is my dinner table. Like, when you get in my, <laughs> you go in my car earlier, and I was like, I'm so, so sorry, true. I just get the crumbs off the yeah. 
Because we eat on the yeah. go all the time. Yeah, and, and you have to. It's hard to eat well. And we were saying that if if eating in the car ever gets made 100% illegal, where it's, due, it's a bit a grey area. Yeah. <laughs> I'll starve <laughs> to death. death. <laughs> Either so that or we'll have to get sort of just a feeding tube straight into our stomach That's from it. the Greggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever is available on the road. Liquidise a vegan yeah. sausage roll and have that pumped straight in. That'd what do you make of them? I like them. I like I them. Think, so I find, because I'm, mm. I don't like... Like, I don't like jackfruit. No, me neither. I just can't get on with it. Yeah. And in my head, I think what I've realised is I like food... I don't like food that's pretending to be something else. I agree. So if in my head I think I'm getting a sausage roll... Yeah. Then it's... I'm just like, well, this isn't a sausage roll, is it? You can't... Mm. And there's something icky about that. Whereas right. the, the Greg's vegan sausage roll, I like it as the thing it is. Right. But I don't buy into it tasting like a sausage roll. There's nothing sausagey about it. But it's no. got the same, I think it's got the same herbs. It's got the nice herbs. It's yeah. got that sort of, and that's how I sort of, I've, I've taught myself to eat more vegan food by going, yeah, but it's not like a burger. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a separate thing. And if you like that separate thing, that's fine. But if you're going to bite into it, comparing it with a burger. So true. I think when I first started flirting with veganism at all, and I don't do it very well. We'll get to where you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, but yeah. I, I am um, not a good vegan. No, yeah, I mean, I, I shouldn't use the word. Well, I, well but... let's talk about that later, because yeah. I've got... Yeah, yeah. Well, especially because as well earlier you said you're in it for the environment, which is me too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I did that thing when I first started to sort of really have a go at it of getting every synthesised, processed, fake version of everything possible. Yeah. And then actually you're like, this isn't... This is just as unhealthy as someone who has... Bacon and sausages every morning. It's not processed probably. food. It's, still it's really processed. processed. Crap. It it's... might not be as carbonated yeah. or whatever, but I'm not. I'm pretty sure this isn't ideal. No. But I'm not feeling great, and I found I was having loads more sugar. Yeah. And just loads more carbs, yeah. and it was just much harder to be. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, the other thing I didn't like about the absolutism of it is. Uh, it felt like one massive set of rules was being completed. So all other... Not that uh, rules is a shit word when it comes to eating, I think, but yeah. all other considerations went out the window. So literally every time someone went, that's accidentally vegan, I'd be like, I'm having eight now. Well, that's it. Well, that, that, when I found out Oreos were vegan... <laughs> yes, terrible I was news. just like, how am I so fat? Oh, because <laughs> I've exclusively eaten Oreos for a week. That's why. Biscoff biscuits. Yeah, you terrible. know, so it doesn't... Vegan yeah. doesn't necessarily mean good Healthy. for you. No, not at all. Um, you know, and, and it's very... It's it's a weird. Thing. I can't. I don't use the word vegan. Well, I do sometimes for a shorthand because mm-hmm. it's just easier than going. Well, I sort of don't eat meat and I don't eat dairy yeah. and I don't eat this, that, and the other. But not. I'm not because I, what I'm not is an ideological vegan. Right, me too. Yeah, so not one of the religious. I yeah. So I feel like using the word vegan makes it sound like I subscribe to a thing I don't subscribe yeah. to. And then I can understand why that's upsetting for people who do subscribe to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because then they're like, well, you're not, though, because you do X, Y, Z. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've got leather shoes on. I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, well, well, and also I eat fish and eggs and sometimes some dairy. Well, this is the thing for me, because there's not necessarily a rhyme or reason for the way you feel the way about how you want to eat is how you feel. And you, yeah. I don't think you have to explain yourself. No. But I think sometimes people who have subscribed to that whole ideology... Can't you know? Think you you're either in or you're out. Yeah. You know, and that's why I don't like using the word vegan. But I don't know what else to. It, it's just similar, say. especially if you're out somewhere, and you you know that if there's going to be oh whatever, there's lo- there's mm. enough times where it's it's just quicker to say that. It's a short than it is to say. But if you've got some incredibly sustainable fish, I'd be interested in that. what that is. Well, like, it's like I can't. I, be asked I can't conversation, I'll have the chick. If people. I say vegan, I know I'm going to get something that is definitely yeah. okay. You know. you know what you said um, then about the religiosity of it, like not being mm. able to subscribe to the whole, uh, the whole remit. And I mm. think there are loads of vegans who don't either, but they still do all the things or whatever. Yeah. But what hit that home for me was doing one of these with uh, Monica Galletti, and she told a story about in her restaurant a vegan had come in and they'd phoned in advance and checked that there would be vegan options, and there always is, but. They go so out of their way because of the religious nature of it yeah. to make sure that no animal products whatsoever will have touched the stuff yeah. that the vegan person gets, which is all this is all good and well until um, that particular guest that came with a group of friends and one of the friends had um, you know the normal tasting menu and um, 
the the apparently vegan was trying this like uh, amazing. It was all amazingly sourced, but this yeah. sustainable British venison or something. And um, he was trying all the meat things, and she was like, "The whole kitchen team are fucking livid." Yeah, because you, we have gone so out of our way to be, to make sure that you're not. We haven't offended your really yeah. serious religion. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, "Yeah, but I fucking probably want to try the snazzy mm. thing because it's like." And I was like, oh, I get it though. It, it's I just do. not fair. And it, it's and just it's, a, it's um actually I'd never thought about it from the point of view of the people running the kitchen. And yeah. The yeah. <laughs> I just thought, but then you also like, like I want to try other things. But, but also, isn't the customer person. always? Really, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I don't know. I don't know. It's so, yeah, it's so tricky because I did. You know, there's certain things. There's a thing. There's a Facebook group I belong to called Vegan Brighton or something. Mm-hmm. Vegans in Brighton, and my main reason for belonging to it is just because you get good tips of who's doing. You know, the good vegan burger at the yeah, minute, or right. you know where pop ups mm. pop up and things like that. And um, and obviously, being a vegan in Brighton is probably being easier than being a vegan anywhere else on the planet. Right? Yeah. So, um, but there's sometimes things pop up there and I just go, ah, I feel guilty being in this group because this doesn't bother me. Yeah. And, and there's one this week about figs, about whether figs are vegan. Oh, because they've all got a dead Because they've got in dead it. wasps in them. Oh, dead wasps, like, that's I it. Cannot, there's a dead wasp in every fig. I cannot <laughs> give a shit about a dead wasp. I can't. I can't I'm, even I bring myself can't. to care about honey. Well, also, I, wasps are cunts, aren't they? Wasps are absolutely <laughs> wasps doing eat them eat the figs and eat the wasps like come the apocalypse we'll all be scrabbling over the last uh, delicious wasp but i so i i have a weird sort of veganism where i just i can't i'm i'll happily eat prawns because i don't see i'm sure ecologically they serve a wonderful purpose yeah but they are just insects really aren't they and i can't and i think i think i was trying to work this out before i spoke to you like what Mm. what my because there's no word for it. I yeah. don't. Flexitarian isn't right. It's just such a disgustingly and such a horrible, horrible word. What a shitty middle word. Middle class fucking. So I'm swearing on your podcast. Oh that god, it's this very sweary um, podcast. It's a fucking good. Of course, it's my um, podcast. Angela. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, if I had, an, had <laughs> I'm going to make an entirely child-friendly podcast. I just find that it's um, yeah, that that I I care most about mammals. Yeah. If I'm honest, yeah. maybe birds. But yeah. fish, I mean, I have a weird thing with fish and because I'm, I'm an ichthyophobe, so I'm actually scared of fish. I can't look at them, I can't... I can whoa, eat whoa, one, whoa. though, if it doesn't look like a fish. So, a nick... Say it again. Ichthyophobe. Ichthyophobe. Yeah. So, fish. it's a, a proper phobia of fish. Incredible. And I... Um, oh, God. So, I, I had a moment recently... Um, you're right for me to wander yeah, off. Yeah. So I did I did my first Cats Does Countdown. Brilliant. I like, filmed it. And it was so funny, because they do two episodes back-to-back. Right. And the first episode was being filmed and I was in makeup for the right. second episode, right? So I'm sat in the makeup room and um, they have the relay from the episode that's being recorded oh, is on no. in the makeup room. But no, it was a snake, right? There was a snake oh, in that episode. Oh, fuck so me, I, I fucking hate snakes. See, I'm, I don't mind snakes. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't particularly mm. want to behold one, but, you know, I can be in a room with one. People are going to check if you're scared of snakes, though, but they probably know. won't with fish. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they had um, Rachel Riley had this snake she had on her, and they were sort of doing all this stuff she's with it. And we, fucking we were, nails, isn't she? Oh, she really is. She's, she's like eight months, snake. or seven months pregnant, or something is she? as well. With a doing snake it, yeah, on snake her. on her. But anyway, Jesus. so we were watching it in the makeup room and laughing about it, and they were like, "Oh, I bet you're glad you're not on this episode." And I said, "Well, yeah, I said I'm not too bad with snakes. It'd be a different story if they brought out a fish." Ha 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 ha! Right? Get to our episode. Oh no! And well, what it was? So when you're doing the, have you done can? No, no. So when you're doing the game, yeah. Right. Obviously, you're focused in it, and while the clock's going on, you know they do like silly set pieces. Oh yeah, I've written and stuff. For it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had this set piece, but but while you're actually playing the game, of course, you don't know what's going on around you at all because you're playing the yeah. game, right? So they had this set piece where they turned it into like an undersea adventure. They had like I don't know exactly what went on because I wasn't paying attention. But when the clock went da 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 boo, and I looked up, I'm sat next to Jimmy and he's got a fish hanging out of his mouth. Oh my god! Right? Now it turns out it wasn't real, but I swear oh to God, just I thought it was real, Shit. and I just lost my shit because what? I've got a proper yeah, phobia yeah, 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 yeah. and it wasn't funny but like, I did not find oh, it funny fuck. and I was nearly put John Richardson was like I knew you were scared because most women don't jump on me <laughs> I was nearly in his lap I was just like and and Jimmy it took him a while Jimmy to realise like I'm not mucking him out here I don't yeah, like yeah. it and then he took it out and put it under the desk I don't know how it will look in the edit 
but I was just like, get that fucking thing away from me. They will fucking love that, though. It'll be I, like that time Mel Gidroich did that burp that she didn't know was coming. They love a thing that's genuine, oh a genuine emotional reaction I was, on But it shows. really affected the rest of the record for me because yeah, I course. just was shaking oh and nervous. Really? It, it was oh, so... It wasn't a real fish, but I didn't know that, and it looked like it. It was just hanging gross, out of his mouth. Gross. But what was funny was how just, it, you know, in the makeup room, we'd be laughing. <laughs> I would have been scared of it, but it was a fish. <gasps> and then they had one. Oh, my oh. God. So, yeah, I have a funny relationship with fish. That's so funny, then, that you can eat them if they don't look like a fish. Yeah, if it's like a salmon so fillet. nothing I to can... do with the... Really? Yeah, Nothing to do with the taste problem. or the texture or any of that. No, no, it's, it's just to do with actually... eyes yeah, and the mood. Right, it's the way they move. It's yeah. it's the iridescence. It's all sorts of... That's my issue with snakes. Yeah. I don't think I could... I, I don't think... Yeah, you're not eating snakes unless you're in a very terrible situation. <laughs> but I, it's the movement. Yeah. I, and it's a fear. And apparently... They did a um, they did a study, and it's the only animal that um, uh, we're scared of from birth. We've evolved really? to be scared of from birth. We don't need to learn to be scared of snakes. All the others, spiders, everything else, we learn yeah. the fear of. But snakes, we've How we've funny. evolved that a newborn will f- shit their pants about a snake. Yeah. It's the way it moves. Yeah. Because and we still don't really understand it. No. Somewhere near the top of this podcast, I, I try and ask if you've eaten anything particularly mem- memorably. I should pick a question if I'm going to ask it every episode that's easier to ask. Um, have you eaten anything memorably brilliant or awful in the last couple of weeks? The last couple of weeks? Well, I've been um, on holiday. Well, this links into what we've been talking about, actually. Yeah. I've been on holiday in Newfoundland. Um, oh, wow. Which is where my mum's family are from. So oh, we go wow. there a bit. And um, you. Unless you're in St John's mm. in the capital, you cannot be a vegan. No. In right. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you can, but yeah. you'd be very hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> we we had, to, and this is the other thing as well, where I'm not an ideological vegan because right. we went. My boyfriend and I are both very much on the same page with this. We we know what it comes from is we know we want to do something. Yeah. Right. And and I do believe that by eating meat just for two weeks a year, mm-hmm. that's you know, we're doing our bit. Yeah. And also, I don't have kids. Yeah. I, That's you know, huge. Which is a huge That's thing in terms of your you for environmental footprint. It is. You know? uh, and so I just think, do you know what? If I do have two weeks off where I eat some meat and I eat some fish, I'm not going to feel guilty about that. No way. Because I'm not an ideological vegan. No. And um, so when we were there, we did we ate a lot of fish because, the, I mean, Newfoundland is, is yeah. it's a fishing place. That's yeah. what their entire industry is built on. Mm. And it's straight out of the water onto your plate and it's some of the most beautiful... Mate, if I go somewhere where what they do brilliantly, food-wise, if mm. I'm travelling to a bit of the world that I'm unlikely to go to often, or, yeah. you know, especially if it's the only time I'll probably ever go there, yeah. and the thing they make is meat-based or fish-based, and that's their thing, I'm going to fucking try it. Yeah. Just out of a sense of adventure, not out of a sense of, like, like you know, yeah. no options. Even if there is vegan options, is, I want to try the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's it. When you're in a place, you want to... And that's you've just got the... one life and you're curious. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you can't li- be eating in a mindful way generally yeah. the rest of the fucking time. I, I think it's just about doing your best. Yeah. And do you know what? If my best isn't good enough for you, well, I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> no, it's... You know? How beautifully! I'm, I'm but doing my I'm, best for me. Can I have that on a fucking you... teacher? <laughs> yes. Just hang up, I... like, in front of my face every day when I wake up. What <laughs> well, a just lovely fed up with being judged. You know, in our job, we're judged yeah. everything we do, mm-hmm. every place we go, you know, from... Yeah. And I think, wait a minute, my job is to be judged about whether I'm funny or not. I'll let you have that. Yeah. But everything else, just fuck off. Leave me alone. It is so weird you know, that comedians... This has got nothing to do with eating, I don't think, but who gives a shit? Mm. Um, I think it's so funny that comedians have become kind of moral arbiters in a way. Mm. Like, who... Oh, we're asked our opinion on, obviously, the news. I mean, that's like a massive part of yeah. what you do. But also just in terms of, we, you know, we go to, we're gone to for our opinion on... The st- I got asked to go on stuff in Edinburgh that was like, oh, can you talk about unwanted touching during the fringe? And I was like, uh, you know, on a TV show, I was like, no, no. I'm all right, actually, not today. Sorry, yeah. I'm so busy. I haven't really got any... They were like, have you had any experiences during this fringe? I was like... Oh Christ! Um, you know, I was just like, oh it's my so God, it comes with everything. But it's also just like I didn't come into this to be a spokesperson no. for anything. Mm. Like the only thing I'm a spokesperson for is me, in a way, yeah. and then I get that hideously wrong sometimes. 
And I and it's little things like I got a, earlier this year. I I had an accident with a hot water bottle, right? And I've got um. Well, you can see now. Like I've got these scars, and they're sort of Ooh, so I've got like third degree burns. burns yeah, proper love. burns. And uh, I tell you what, they're worse on my tits. I mean, it's oh, quite funny sweet. in some ways. But um, Fuck it happened, hell. and I tweeted about it because I tweeted like. People, if you've got a hot water bottle, seriously, put it in the bin. Yeah, put it in the bin. Fu- yeah. Or please, I know nobody takes any notice of the yeah. put some cold water in first thing. Or, you know, make sure you don't fill it straight to the kettle. But let me tell you, because all that happened is I filled it, it yeah. gurgled, it erupted in my face <gasps> and chest. And I got third degree burns ended up in a burns unit. Like from a hot water bottle. So I sort of tweeted about that. Thought no more of it. And then I just got a week of phone calls from like, do you want to be on Vanessa Felt's programme talking about, I know, I don't want to be the spokesperson for hot water bottles. Or fucking burn victims. Or burn victims, or any of that, you know. I'm not a go-to, but when we're not all looking for a fucking niche. Yeah, no, oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it's just, it does, you do feel like, there's a responsibility of being, I suppose, slightly in the public eye. I do think it's, I remember getting spoken to a couple of years ago by someone, a journalist who was really interested in him, at the time, a very proportion, a high proportion of comedians were going vegan or, you know, eating environmentally, shall we say. Right, yeah. Or caring about the environment or talking about it in their comedy and or doing it. And there'd been like a surge in it. And I was like, I, I just think that's, you know, we're constantly in a situation where we're looking at the world and trying to look at it for... On a, we're looking for humorous angles on awful things mm. a lot of the time. So I just don't think that's a coincidence. I think we're. Yeah. I don't think we're at the vanguard of anything. I don't think we're. Uh, just we're, <laughs> we're, we're observers. Yeah, that's our job exactly. is to be observers to find the funny in it. And while you're looking curve. for the funny, you find other stuff. Exactly. And also, I think what what was funny about that was I was like, it's not comedians that there's more. It's young people and. Are some old comedians, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're just copying what the young what people the, do the because that's millennials what are doing. Yeah, I find it. It's so, the whole being judged thing and what you say. So I worry about. I did a panel show a little while ago, and I won't say which one it was because then yeah. people look for it. There's a panel show I did, and there was a bit in it where it really served a thought I had that was funny to yeah. say that I was vegan. Yeah, right. To serve this little bit, and it ended up being a really funny little bit. But I've worried ever since that when that goes out, people will be like, you're not a proper vegan. Yeah. You're not... Because I know they will, and it's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I, you know... I, um, I, got, I got booked for a vegan festival, uh, like a, a vegan festival that wanted some comedy on. And, you know, uh, who knows? It was in Scotland. It was a while ago. And um, I replied to the request, you know, with the usual questions and found out it's a decent fee and stuff. And I was like, look, um, it's my birthday weekend, but I can I, I could turn this into a holiday and bring my son and stuff. So let's mm-hmm. go for it. You should know, though, I am, um, you know, at the, at the time I was a lot more closer to a vegan than I am now. But I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I'm, sl- I'm a bit flexible on this. Like, I'm not I don't go hungry. And at the time, I was like, and my mum just doesn't get it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, so, yeah. I, I'm eating dairy when For I'm quite life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gonna make her happy. Um, <laughs> don't want to rock the boat. Um, uh, and they just didn't reply, and that was it. I was cancelled, but no one ever said anything to yeah. me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's but also, but it is that thing, you know, you say the word once and that's it, then you think you're in. I don't know. It's very speciesist, or whatever the word is yeah. for me. To, and I can't. I was brought up, my dad was a type 1 diabetic mm. who was diagnosed with diabetes in the 1950s. Yeah. Um, and from that point, till he died in 2008, had poor sign insulin. Right. Because that was the only one that worked for him. Yeah. Now, had he not been able to have that, yeah. or that testing hadn't been done, he would have died at seven years old and I wouldn't be here. To de- so I have a relationship with it where I go, well, maybe that's selfish of me to say that, but I wouldn't be here if there hadn't been some animal testing for medicine. Yeah. And I just can't say I'm against it. No, I'm not against it. And also I'd go so far as to say, which this will get me some shit, but I will leave it in. I don't think animals are as important as humans to me. Yeah. When you, but I I mean, I found, I had a profound attitude change. I don't really love them. I really love them, but it come, you know. You have to choose. If there's a point where you have to choose, you know. And it's I don't very enjoy difficult. their art. Yeah. I'm not going to fall in love with one. Yeah. Um, I, I just it's really I, you can have an incredible bond with an animal, but it's yeah. I, I, I think it's fine. God, I can't believe I'm scared about saying. I can't saying believe we that. have to be. I can't believe I'm nervous say about it. saying I prefer. I think humans are more important than yeah, animals. Right, Jesus Christ! But now is. But this is the thing sort of about being in the public eye at all. Now God. all I'm thinking is, oh, the fucking tweets I'm getting it. Or yeah. the. But the the bottom line. Well, if you're line... listening to this and you're fucked off, tell someone else about it. Yeah. We're fucking busy. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did have a profound sort of change in my attitude to eating meat. Did you? So we did. Yeah. We did um, veganuary. Okay. And there, so that was in January this year, and that's when we were like, actually, we're managing fine with this, and there's, I can't think of any reason not to carry on. So we carried on. Great. Uh, and before that, we we had weird in our little house. When I say we, I mean me and my fellow. We had yeah. like weird, like we never eat meat in the house. We never, you know, little things like that. Yeah. Just the ways to do your bit, but without yeah. fully committing to an ideolo- mm-hmm. uh, ideology. Which becomes and, a trap, actually, which becomes, with lots yeah. of mindsets. And yeah, and, and you get embroiled in a, you know, they, I, I am not going to be made to feel guilty if I accidentally eat a prawn cracker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah. I, I've got, in, I am the queen of making myself feel shit about myself. I don't need to add to it. I yeah. don't. And um, when I got my puppy, so I've got a little puppy, and she came to us at eight weeks old in February. And... My bond with her is, and I don't have children as well, and I, yeah. I've noticed my friends that have children and dogs, their relationship with their dog is very different to my friends who don't have children <laughs> and, and have dogs, dogs, right? And there's no getting away from it. Yeah. She's not, she's not my baby substitute. She's not my yeah. child substitute. But she is definitely somewhere for those maternal feelings that are in me, even yeah. though I never wanted children and, and I'm happy with that decision I've made. There's obviously something in my core that she is now the recipient of, yeah, right? Love. Whether she likes it or not. Love it. And what I realised is I got to know her, and she was the first. Like I had pets growing up, we had cats and stuff, but as a child, they're not. You're not responsible for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first animal I've been responsible for. It's huge. And it's such a. She's got such a personality and such a. When you were asking uh, me earlier, have you got a dog? And I, was, uh, and I said no. It's because I I know it's as much work as a child, and I'm not ready for another child yet. Yeah, it's it's when you first bring them home, you do it's that overwhelming responsibility. And yeah. I I you know as a, not a mother, I would never have the audacity to say it's like bringing a baby home. Mm. But in my life, it's the most responsibility <laughs> I've had for nights, another being. Whatever. The only, yeah. I genuinely think the only difference in the early in the first year is that the the human's going to become a person. Yeah, and the dog's gonna stay yeah. a dog. Well, the, what was it? My friend said who has got children, said um, in some ways bringing a puppy home, and she's also got a dog. Yeah, said in some ways bringing a puppy home is harder because when you bring a new a newborn baby home, mm. you put it down, it stays there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could put a nappy on it. Yeah, you <laughs> do get a few months of that actually. Yeah, you know, it's like you're a puppy. Nice. You've got yeah. it running around shitting everywhere. Oh, can't stick a nappy on it. Yeah, and my friend makes um. Uh, do you know Rachel Stubbings? Yes, uh, yeah. she makes um for uh, for her dog Wilma, who's sadly no longer with us. But she used oh. to make her. I don't know why this is reminding me, but she used to make make her a nappy for her when she had her oh. periods. Yeah. Oh yeah, when they're just out yeah. of pants and, a, and an adult sanitary and, and a human so sanitary cute. towel. <laughs> That's so one of the funniest cute. things I've ever oh. seen. Well, we have when yeah. t- so my little puppy Tina, she's been spayed. Yeah, and after they've been spayed. They have to wear like this because they have a little scar on their yeah. belly, you know, and they have to wear it looks like a baby grow, right? Yeah. And you take her out for a walk, a and you think people think I've done this to my dog because <laughs> oh, she's, you know, just my out baby. Of eccentricity. Like, just out of, oh my god, that woman puts a baby grow on her dog. <laughs> you know, you just want a sign that's saying this is a medical thing. I haven't put a baby grow on my dog. <laughs> Do you want to see? It? I've kept one of the little baby grows oh, for her. Right? Yes. Because when when they oh said god, she could, they can amazing. wear just ordinary baby grows. So. <gasps> So I went out, I got oh, one wow. with Valentina Tereshkova on it, the <laughs> first woman in space. <laughs> this is a baby girl I bought for my dog. That. that is so funny. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, it's Jess. I'm interrupting myself. Sorry about that. Uh, but I've been lucky enough to be given some um, irresistible ready meals by the co-op who are committing to making their packaging more sustainable and already have done on some of these meals. So, yeah, I got some of these meals and I have my mum around. My mum, Nikki. Do you want to meet Nikki? You're about to meet Nikki. And we shared some of this lush food and had a bit of a chat about sustainability while we were at it. Mum and I have to do a whole episode of this together at some point. But here's a little snippet of what uh, of what. I sound like when I'm talking to my mum. And then when we're done, we'll get back into the podcast. But who doesn't want to hear me talking to my mum, right? We've just had some of the... Iris- well, we're having some of the irresistible range luxury cottage pie and vintage cheddar and mac and cheese. I think... Um, would you Do you ever, ever have ready meals at, at home, mum, even if they're posh? Do you have the posh ones like these? Yes. Would you? I know, because... They look more attractive. They look more attractive. And they look... And they taste... They're so, yeah, they they're tasty now. they look more like, um, as if you'd home-made them. Exactly. They're, yeah. yeah. Particularly no, that no. cottage pie. 
To be clear, if you're listening to this, my mum is probably the foodiest of all foodies, so for her to be complimentary about... A, but it's just so convenient, I think everybody's so busy and it's yeah, so Yeah, beans and a bit of ketchup, that'd be great. Yeah, lush. A bit of salad on the side, if yeah. you're feeling very healthy. Yeah. Well, salad and shepherd's pie doesn't <laughs> quite mean... <laughs> it's slightly strange to me. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't have salad with a cottage... Oh, no, oh, I'd always have beans. get the salad out. Get some, all right, get some beans in your life with it. Yeah, um, also, beans come in a tin, which is nothing, which does very little harm to the planet. Compared, so lots of ready meals are packaged in stuff that's yeah, absolutely bad for the old yeah. planet. Whereas this stuff, um, Co-op are moving towards more and more of their stuff, uh, including these things here being in um, all uh, cardboard and tin and stuff like that. So yeah, it, this is this is why uh, I'm lucky enough to be be being given this stuff to eat up because they put it in planet friendlier packaging so when you're shopping for food mum do you look at what it's packaged in or would you say has that changed in recent years how you think about what, whether the food you're buying is packaged uh definitely yeah and um, but only in recent times i have to admit yeah although i do living in a small town in dorset we do have green grocers and things like that so you I'd, I've always liked buying like things in brown paper bags and yeah. you know I, and I do um, I have over the years become very suspect of the you know vacuum packed vegetables and things like that I just yeah. want as soon as I get them home I want to let them breathe yeah 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 you want to free them <laughs> yeah free them with their packaging let them breathe and of course nowadays realising the impact of all this packaging yeah and also how much you throw away i know it's and my, our recycling it? at home and we i have two big plastic carry bags in our kitchen yeah one for paper and two massive bags and for life. plastic yeah and one for glass and i would say at least once sometimes twice a day we're, we're putting the um we're putting the stuff with paper the and one with paper and cans into out, the yeah. the recycling bin outside Christ. that's a lot and there's only yeah. most really two or three of us yeah yeah so it's just so much packaging it's not two or three because my mum and stepdad live with a ghost it's because <laughs> my sister has just started university <laughs> so she's coming and well, going well you do have company yeah, you do, and you have company yeah I won't mention the bottles <laughs> the glass bottles yeah <laughs> but we do I often say I can't believe we're creating so much recycling yeah and it makes you wonder how back yeah. in the day there's two interesting things there one you've reminded me that when I was little you used to have to go to the bottle bank and that was all you would recycle would be the glass yeah. And I used to love it. I used to love smashing the glass yeah, yeah. in the bottle bank as hard as I could. Yeah. Very cathartic, especially got a bit of rage to take out. Um, God, you know, I thought it was quite a calm child, but actually maybe I was quite rageful already as a child <laughs> if I enjoyed that. Um, also, I think how lovely is it that you live in the countryside and you have access to, you know, green grocers and stuff. You've even got, like, there's allotments near you and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, people and sell their produce outside their houses. And yeah, and, things and like eggs. That. People have chickens, yeah, you can surplus, buy the eggs. Yeah. But, like, the vast majority of people, like, and the people that live yeah, in yeah. cities, lots of people listening to this just won't have access to that. No. So we need, for the good of the planet, big organisations like supermarkets, like, or do need to be, like, thinking a bit, being sort of committed to making their mm. packaging kinder on the planet. So it's very cool that these guys are. Mum, thanks for eating this food with me and talking to me about eating and buying shopping sustainably mum thanks it's been a pleasure thank you I'll let you get back into the podcast now so when I I sort of (laughs) realised that she has so much agency to you so much will Mm. and so much personality and she's a mammal in as much as a pig a cow a sheep yeah. Or whatever are you know, and I'm sure they have agency and will it if you got to know what yeah, yeah. you know, if Pigs I bought are supposed a, to be madly intelligent. Yeah. And and I it really made me go, Well, I couldn't eat you. Yeah. Or any other you know. And and that's why I think for me, not having dairy mm-hmm. is much more important to me than not eating fish. Yeah. So that's why it's hard to sort of I sort of go, I don't well, eat meat. Also that's it's and just bad dairy. for the planet. It's bad for the planet, but also that, you know, ripping a child from its mother and all of those things that I can... I can have empathy with that because I'm also a mammal. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know. Oh, I fully get it. And and, and even just in a CO2 point of view, though, it's in the paper... The other weekend, I was at my cousin's, so I actually read a Sunday paper for the first time in ages. I might have already said this in the podcast, but I don't care. I'm saying it again. (laughs) But um, it's just in terms of CO2, it goes cows and then it's dairy and then it's pork and then it's chicken and then it's... 
I can't remember after that. Yeah. But dairy's number two. Yeah. And so, so, I've, I've, and, and so you know, I feel and people it's the amount of water. Have you watched Conspiracy? Like, hmm. I don't know if I've watched that one. It's... I watched one called What the Health, which fucked me off so much because it was so poorly researched. Oh, really? Oh. I, I couldn't... Journalistically, I found it so... I just couldn't bear it academically, right. journalistically. It was such a badly biased and yeah. bad, poorly researched... This is the problem, isn't it? Whatever you watch film. tells you, but I just feel... To me personally, and I think it's all about what you feel at the end yeah, of the day, and you totally. can't tell someone their feelings are wrong. Yeah. And mine is that I can, be it right or wrong in a listener's head, but to me, I can eat a piece of fish and I don't feel the same guilt as I do no. if I eat a steak. No. Or I drink milk. I think or there's I lots eggs. of people who live like a vegan, but... um eat bivalves because like you know mm. mussels and yeah. oysters and that because their sentience is really questionable yeah. also sustainability wise um depending on where you get them but they're, generally they're in abundance and they really mm. really help other um if if they're being grown if they're growing somewhere it's really great for all the fish in the area like is there a brilliant thing to be yeah. eating for the planet and for, <laughs> my friend and, you, michael you know michael fabry yeah stand-up comedian he said this funniest thing when you think about it because um, he said, so let me get this right. He's like, you'll eat a prawn sandwich, but you won't eat uh, like a beef burger. I said, yeah, that's right. He said, yeah, but when you think about it, he said, when you eat a beef burger, that's a bit of one cow. So when you eat a prawn sandwich, that's an entire village. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but at least you're wiping the whole village out from, yeah. from, stuff, from scratch. You're not like necessarily this... Entire cows died just for your tiny burger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> you tweeted back in February that you got a hearing aids and that um, you'd only just discovered the sound of people eating. Yeah, it's that, a real problem. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I tell me, talk to me about. So it I think that's incredible. Like I can remember when I was little, people eating. The noise of people eating annoying me. <laughs> I can remember it just being. Even though I know I make a noise when I eat, like we all make yeah, a noise yeah, when yeah, we yeah, eat. Sure. Like, well, and I can remember it being really, but not just annoying me, making me angry. <laughs> like proper, like, I'm going to punch your face. <laughs> Was it parents, though? Because oh, I definitely think, parents. I think when people have got a noisy eating parent, that makes them like, because oh, our parents are just annoying. Murderous with rage. Oh, and then I started to lose my hearing. And this, when? Because obviously I couldn't hear it anymore. Yeah. And, um, and then I, I got, a year ago, I, um, so my hearing, I started losing my hearing when I was about 18. Yeah. And it went gradually. And I sort of, but I could cope with lip reading and just getting by, you know. Wow. And then in about two years ago, it uh, just rapidly started going. <gasps> What's it about? Is it, is so I've got something called. There's a few. So I had recurring glue ear throughout my childhood and into adulthood okay. as well. So I still had grommets in my thirties, right, like you know. Right, I right. And then I got something called tympanic sclerosis. So it's where you have sort of repeated ear infections your whole life. Yeah. You start to get calcium deposits on your eardrum. <sighs> And right. it just means your eardrum can't vibrate anymore because they're really heavy oh, on the right. eardrum. So uh, it suddenly I had these calcium deposits and that was it. My hearing just started really going. So I, anyway, about a year ago now, I got these hearing aids and I've got, just opened up the world. And it's so amazing. Incredible. Until I was sat next to Matt. My, oh, so emotional. I, like, I sat in the... Have you seen the videos of when I've babies seen one get... one or two, yeah. Oh, my God. But it was like that. I sat in the audiologist's office and he put them in um the first day i was just testing them to see you know and he put them in and i was like okay this already feels different like there's a different sort of um you can hear the atmosphere right in the room that sounds weird but yeah because yeah. i had a dead sat you know everyone was yeah. dead before and then we were sat chatting and i could hear a woman's voice and i was like am i getting some feedback or something on these what's going on and he's like that's my colleague in the corridor i'd never heard somebody in another room <gasps> And I just burst into tears. Oh. I was like, I can hear someone in the corridor. Oh, like, what? God. It was so weird. Oh, and just, fuck. that was the first moment. And then I, I went out into the street and he said, I'm going to walk around the block with you. Mm. And this was when I was just trying them. So I wasn't taking these ones home with me. I was just trying them. And then he yeah. was going to order me some. So we went outside onto the street. Uh, and I, honestly, it was all I could do not just to bawl my eyes out walking down the street. Because people walked past and I could hear what they were saying. I could hear cars coming. Wow. I could, it was so mad, but it was a bit overwhelming. Yeah, it was just like somebody just turned the volume up on the world, you know, slum, and it hurt. Yeah. And um, and then anyway, I, so I got my hearing aids and just, they've changed my life. They're amazing. Then yeah. I just was like, a couple of days after I got them, sat on the sofa and we were eating our dinner, watching the telly. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> like, so Matt, I was like, why are you eating so noisily? He's like, what are you talking about? 
And I've just realised, like, oh, I can hear you eat. Oh, you God. You eat? I thought you were going to say, that's what I wanted to say. Was it, was it that prick on the train with some crisps? No, it's your no, loved one. No, no, it's, it's my loved, loved one. one. I mean, it is a prick. <laughs> the thing is, I can't, because I know I make as much noise as anyone else that I hear. You know, we all do. So it's such an irrational thing to make. Oh, I love it's it. like a burning anger. I just want to... <laughs> I really like it any time that a woman has a burning anger oh, about yeah. anything. It's so it irrational. means I know you're, you're a woman <laughs> after my own heart. So irrational. Mmm. Delicious. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. You've talked in a funny, open and erudite way about your appearance and weight and eating in interviews you've done over the years. So hopefully you don't mind me asking. Have you always had like a good relationship with eating or ever a complicated one? Very complicated. Very complicated. Very complicated. I think that's most people. I I think it's most women. Yeah. For sure. That's true. Yeah, sorry. Um, That's not to to say men don't have their issues because I know they do. Yeah. No, it's Um, mainly for us. I, I, I ha- I've had a really, particularly in the last sort of 10 years, really. So when I was in my uh, teens and 20s, I was one of those annoying people. I, as a kid, I think I just had a really high metabolism. Right, right, right. And so I could eat one. Like, and, you know, my nan used to say I had hollow legs, you know. Oh, like, yeah, so I yeah, could yeah. just eat and eat and eat and, you know, just never get chubby or ever get... Yeah. And that went on really until my... 20s when uh, and then I first started to put on weight when I um so I had quite a lot of mental health issues in my 20s and right. was on some quite hardcore medication oh really time. okay and and the side effects of that is you weight put gain. on weight yeah like, and is that because of the drugs or because it increases your appetite both I think right fine um, same as I think as they say that I've recently they started saying the contraceptive pills that people are always saying made you gain weight. Mm. There's no medical reason for it to. It's because people normally go on the pill when they're at the start of a happy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, of course. course. And that is, <laughs> but I've tried to sort of, with my eating, I've tried to work out what it is. And, you know, people say, oh, you eat when you're depressed or do you eat when you're happy? And I go, I eat when I have any emotion. Yeah, <laughs> oh, me too. I go, I, I'm an emotional eater, but it's yeah. all emotions. I eat when I'm happy, I eat when I'm sad, I eat when I'm horny. Yeah. Like, I just, <laughs> it's like food. It's really like eating. Yeah, <laughs> but but it also, I, I use it, and yeah. I know I use it as a sort of self-harm in a way. Yeah, I use yeah. it as... I, I know I binge eat. I know I eat lots of things I shouldn't. But that's because and it's... Um, I, I don't know that... I. I it, yeah. I mean, it, it, I suppose in a way that's self-harm, but also it's... Um, I suppose that's one way of putting it. It's an emotional suppressant. I don't think people realise that it, it, some eating does the same thing, that booze, fags, Fans, drugs... Yeah. Um, sex for some people, um, adrenaline things. Yeah, it? it's a sure well, high and then sure immediate well, regret. But also, it's um, it, it's a way of helping you not face your emotions. Yeah. It suppresses them and that sort of crushes them down for yeah, you. Yeah. And no one, I've never met anyone in my life who can live with facing all of their emotions all of the time. No. So we choose our vices. Yeah. I know very few people you in my to. life who eat in a perfect, intuitive way the whole time and they eat what they want whenever they want and they stop when they're full and they have days where they eat loads. I do know a few. Mm. The only people I know who are like that 
do something else way too fucking much. Yeah. We all need something, something. or at least to be mindful yeah. uh, or kind to ourselves, yeah. perhaps, about um, that we might need something. Yeah. Well, it, I have... it, we can't all be in therapy all, all day and all night. I haven't got time. <laughs> all the money. Literally, I haven't got time. <laughs> and the, the... I mean, I... You know, I, I've done a lot of stuff about... Um, and I, I think I can mention this on here. I mean, yeah. I'm about... I'm writing a book at the moment. I won't oh, say right, it's cool. for or anything because yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. not sure if I'm actually allowed to talk about it. But Fine. I am writing a book about... Because um, I did a show a few years ago about my you know, my relationship and the way I look and right, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I'm now writing a book about that. And, it, and it's interesting, I think, because a lot of my mental illness was to do with the way I looked. Mm. And obviously now I'm... For, I'm nearly, well... It was never diagnosed as right, that. Right. Um, and I find that a, it's a tricky one because mm. I think because I probably do have it to a certain extent. But even me saying that, the voice in my head is going, you don't have it, you're just ugly. Oh, fucking right. hell, mate. And that, I can't get away from that. Yeah. And that's a whole... But anyway, that's a whole other thing. I mean, it does sound like dysmorphia, mate. Well, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I always have that thing in the head, but what, do, what does a doctor do if you go yeah. in and say, I think I've got dysmorphia and yeah. you're actually ugly? Are they going to tell you that? No. So yeah, but that, I'm just telling you what's in my head, so well. right? So, but when I was younger and I had, and I had it, like I mean, I was doing insane things. Mm. I would on public transport, I would apologise to the person sitting opposite me because they had to look at me for a journey. That's what I was doing, wow. right? which is insane. I know it's insane, and I had a lot of treatment at the time. But of course, that the outcome of that treatment was, and I would self harm when I was younger. So yeah. that's the thing that I did, and then I, as I got older and through treatment and stuff and through medication and therapy and all sorts of stuff I started to get better is not the right phrase I started to manage it yeah and you manage it in different ways and you gain confidence and I do think you hit 30 and something changes in you where you just go none of this shit matters as Mm -hmm. much as you think it does and I now I'm I mean I'm going to be 43 next month but I still I know that Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, but it still does. So, yeah. And I don't know how much of that is because I'm sometimes on telly. Yeah, and You've you got know, a job where people are looking at you. It doesn't help. And where people do think it's okay to comment on your looks and, and your weight and all that thing. And yeah. I'd love to say to you, like, what I really want to be able to sit here and go, I'm an overweight woman, right, and I want to own it. I want to be okay with it. But you know what? I'm not. Yeah. And I find the pressure of having to be okay with it hard. <laughs> I think it's... um. Some of the times, I think, uh, especially when you're... It's not just that when you're on telly or, you know, on, you're in the public eye mm. or you've got a job that means being looked at. Mm. I, I spend a lot of my... The time I have with my shrink, which isn't that much, you know. Mm. I talked to her every couple of weeks talking about that at the moment, about mm, trying to reconcile myself to the fact that I've got a job that requires being looked at. And mm. because... I've chosen not to care very much about what I look like. Yeah. And that's how to get on and enjoy my life. It can't yeah. be very high up my priority list. And I think the where the conflict comes in is where you're not only are doing all these things as part of your job, and this is true for both of us, but you're also, you know, a very an out feminist, yeah. ultimately. You know, yeah. you're an intelligent woman who's part of a sisterhood. Yeah. And it does feel sometimes like feminism's asking you to look at yourself. To, and love yourself to the point where you fancy yourself. Yeah. And um, I think it's asking a bit too much. It's asking It's asking way too much. And, and if you're uh, a bit more realistic... I th- if you're a bit more reali- realistic in being... I've got a bit of my show where I say, I don't, you know, I don't look in the mirror and go... And some days I do. But most days I can check... I just check, look at it and go, that'll do. I'm yeah. fucking busy. Yeah. Like it's, that's it. That's yeah. as much as I can manage. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that there aren't still days. And you... I mean, I've just done a f- whole fucking show about my body and about enjoying growing my body with weightlifting and mm. getting a bigger body and starting to love that but just this week um someone sent me some photos through of a podcast I'd done um and I've I mean I had PMT but I've blubbed for it I've just angry fucking angry crying yeah. for a day well, I have done over the last mm. 10 years I've done these mad diets lost lots of weight and briefly felt better, but because I've done them through a mad diet, yeah. you know, I've done I've done the Cambridge diet more times than I care to, and it's oh, fucking dangerous. They're all fucking horrible. It is fucking dangerous, toxic place to be. Yeah. But what happens when I do it? I noticed so, um, like you, you lose lots of weight really quickly. Yeah. Right. So in 
I lost four stone. From that, I basically. lost four stone in two and a half months, right, which is insane. That's what happened. And I'm walking around. But do you know what? Not one person ever went, you're right, you've lost that weight really quickly. No. All they did was tell me how great I looked. No, don't like it. And in my head, I'm like, well, this is this is great. I'm being told how great I look all the time. Yeah. But how dangerous is that to go, oh, well, you know you're doing that really dangerous thing that's really bad for you. Oh, it but looks also great. what you're literally saying, what, and the worst thing is it's a compliment and it's intended as a compliment mm. and it is received as a compliment. So yeah. it's the most toxic, it's the most toxic psychological abuse mm. but given in the kindest intended and kindest received way and you don't realise the damage it's doing until you've been in the cycle long enough that you realise that the cycle is a cycle of perpetual failure and pointlessness of starvation yeah. followed by binging and yeah. any of those diets especially those ones and I I, well, I have to be very careful because of the listenership of this podcast but I will leave this in but but if you don't know what that Cambridge diet is, it's one where you have dust, mainly dust, isn't it's, it? And it's milkshakes shakes and, and bars and starving. nothing else. Yeah, you, nothing you really, else. really are It's starving. a ketogenic diet. And you pay a lot for it and they send yeah. it to you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, you end up on these Facebook groups where everyone's telling you how well you're doing, how great you're looking and how... Well, the you other know. thing is with that, every single compliment that you give someone who's lost weight is you are saying, oh, well done, I prefer you now you're smaller. But I find myself doing it. I do it to people. I go, you look great if you lost weight. But we intellectually know that that's, that's because we've been indoctrinated yeah. over generations. Yeah. And it's, but it's everywhere. I was in Asda the other day, talking about the pervasive diet culture. I was in Asda and over the, like, the Asda radio station that they're playing over the tannoys, it was all about... Um, you deserve a treat while feeling a little bit yucky and want to eat something that's low-cal but still tasty. And it was all mm. about calories. It was all about you can only have something nice for pud if you've earned it. It was all the language mm. of reward, earning, um, mm. punishment even. And it was all done in such a jocular way. But I thought, fuck off. Families are walking around here. This is going in day and night. Even if you are in the middle of a conversation, that's going in post-hearing aids, yeah, yeah. that's going in <laughs> yeah. subliminally at the same yeah. fucking time. It's con We're constantly, it's constantly so being told that we're better if we're smaller. So it's no wonder that, that that's still the mindset. And, mm. and, and I'm... There's no judgment. I think it takes massive bravery to say I'm not. I'm not down with it yet. I'm not down yeah. with my body yet. But don't say never. Say never. I, I think because mm. I think it's a journey. You know, I think I. I'm funny when I need to be funny. I think I can be eloquent when I need to be eloquent. Yeah. I think I could, you know, my voice is the thing that I'm most confident in. And if I could just have a job where it's just my voice and my words, yeah. great. But we live in a world where that's just not possible anymore. That's not going to be possible for anyone, I don't think, going forward as well. I'm a joke yeah. about picking a job where you're being looked at all the time, but we're in a world now where because of social media, everybody's being, being looked, looked at all the time. time. And Because when, when I was, you're everything. talking about, you know, teenagers say they're used to having their pictures taken. Mm. Now, I had a real thing when I was a teenager because I was so deeply unhappy with how I looked. I would, there are hundreds of photographs them. of me yeah. as a teenager. And this is a genuine oh, thing. My dad used to go mad. My dad loved taking family photos. Yeah. He'd be out with his camera and I would always run out the frame and never. And one day he got so exasperated because I would never let him take my photo um, that he just went, What if you get kidnapped and I've nothing to give to Crime Watch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. When I do look at and there was and that was on my 19th birthday, I remember my dad had come to visit me. And he took a... So there's a photo of me and my dad on my 19th birthday. And I look at that photo now and I see... I mean, I was so thin. Mm. So thin and so pretty. I can say that now because yeah, she's yeah. like another girl, right? And I look at her... But when you look at what I'm wearing in that photo, I'm 19 and I've just got big, like, shoes on, big baggy clothes, just yeah. hiding everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiding hair all over my face... Hide it. I just want so badly want to go to that girl and go, mate. This is, I mean, this is the best you, ever, you know, like. But you can't, you know, and that just but shows that how it's not such you in your head. It does such a thing in your head. But it, 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 in the same way, you can't watch your own show. You can't read your own work. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't look at yourself like no. anyone else is ever looking at you. But does that not make you think maybe then that? 70 year old you is going to look at a picture of you now and be like mate hey, well, please I yeah, wish you were and that, I do try, I mean I've had therapists say that to me yeah. like you know go project forward 40 yeah. years and have that conversation with yourself yeah. now but you know I we can but it, try mm, yum in my tongue
What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Ooh. Some sort of quick fire ones. I've, I've eaten, because my family in Newfoundland, I've eaten a fair amount of moose. Nice. Does so, it taste like um, you'd imagine a moose to taste? It's all gamey, kind right, yeah. of. Um, they, so my family, and this is the other thing as well, where I could not go to my family in Newfoundland and say, by the way, I'm a vegan now, because yeah. they would laugh <clears> me to go. And also, because they, they are very sustainable in the way they eat, yeah, yeah. because they will um, hunt a moose. Yeah. But that moose, they will use every single bit of it. Yeah. They will... Um, there's, uh, my uncle has a canning thing in his shed. So they can it up for the winter. Yeah. Because they're living in a place where it's minus 20 and six feet of snow in the winter, yeah. right? They need to have their meat and they yeah. need to have their lard and their yeah, salt yeah, yeah. and their stuff to keep them going. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I've eaten moose. moose. I've eaten... What else have I eaten that's really weird? I'm not very that adventurous. Counts. I think moose counts as the weirdest yeah, thing. No one's pretty... ever said moose before. I've been <laughs> doing this for weird. a while now. Five-second rule, yes or no? Oh, a 25-second rule. Perfect. Five-day rule. Correct, <laughs> an- correct answer. Is there any particular one thing you go to with a hangover? Oh, crisp, like ready-sorted oh. crisp. Ready-sorted what, walkers? has to be walkers ready-sorted. Right. Or, or other will do, but if it's walkers, there's usually walkers ready-sorted nice. in the house. Crisps and Diet Coke. And a Diet Coke? Diet Coke. I gave up smoking nearly 10 years ago and instantly replaced that Diet with Diet Coke. And that... I, I have found Diet Coke harder to stop than cigarettes. Oh, really? I cannot give oh, up. Oh, God. I go through phases of going, I know it's really bad. I know there's nothing yeah. good in this thing I'm putting in my body every day. Nothing good in it. But it's really it's good. good. It's With a hangover, nothing else will do, you know. Say scrum diddly umptious. Hello. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. An Uber and a normal taxi both become transformers and start a massive fight, but it's also uh, smashing up everything in its path, lots of civilian casualties, getting hit with rubble and lasers and probably one-star reviews for slamming doors too hard and offers of terrible jokes and casual racism, getting whipped around like shrapnel. It's carnage out there, Angela, but luckily it turns out you can stop it. Weirdly, it does have to be you by doing a nuke bunkathon. Um, you've got to build a whole nuclear bunker, because I know you're into oh, that, yeah. um, just with your hands and then swim up and down the channel four times. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. <laughs> uh, the Uber and the taxi transform back into a nice, helpful, uh, harmless Uber and... Ta- well, relatively harmless, let's all get into it. Uber <laughs> or taxi again. Um, and you, uh, your reward is the adulation of all humanity for all time. You've saved everybody. You've gone down in history for doing this amazing act of um, heroics. Um, but your reward in the moment in that kind of like post-massive exertion, but then you've also had a shower or whatever, a chance to relax. But you know when you're really hungry, your reward is the feast of your dream. Dreams. Um, I don't want anything in it to be ethical, healthy, or possibly even it can be whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. I don't want you to think of it outside of, of even of consequences. Just in the moment, what your feast of your dreams would be. Um, I want to know what you'd eat, what you'd drink, and if there's a who with and where, then who with and where. And again, those people don't have to be possible or available. Just your dream scenario. So okay, in that case, I'm in Newfoundland because it. It, it it feels like home to Amazing. me. A lot of family there, and it's home, and I love it there. And because I'm in Newfoundland, but also because it's one of the best things you can eat, and it's something I'd only eat in Newfoundland because of my weird eating rules, I would have a big, fat-off street poutine. Oh. And until you've had poutine from a van on the street in St John's, I mean, it's just with gravy and cheese curds and oh. bacon bits on the top. And, and I would have a really nice, hoppy, fizzy pint of... Ale. Oh, a good ale. A good craft beer. Ooh. A nice, not too strong, like nothing okay. over 4%. Right, yeah, but yeah. But a yeah. nice, tasty. hoppy, tasty ale. Nice. And a big fat poutine. Oh, Can you tell amazing. I've just been to Newfoundland? I love this. <laughs> sounds like amazing. <laughs> and who are you having there? I'm having all my, my uh, Newfoundlander family yeah. are so much fun and their accents are just musical <laughs> and i i just love I only, is it fargo is that where the new fargo kind of well, fargo is is sort of minnesota it's, like, right, it's a state okay. so newfoundland is canada but it's like a little yeah. island off the coast of canada yeah. and it's so hard to explain i do you know we went to a barbecue and i was there and i sat and i recorded two of my cousins just chatting oh, just because wow. their accents are so lovely so i can listen to it every now and then because it's it, it's kind of irish their accent oh, right. um, so my granddad who lived over here everyone thought was irish right. um, but he was a newfoundlander and um their voices to me just a it's so comforting and so and what makes me like not many British people really go to Newfoundland very, you know, it's not somewhere a big holiday destination um, for British people. And so it's the only place 
that I've ever been where people think I'm posh. <laughs> and it's so funny because they'll go, like, well, me and Matt will be sat in a restaurant, you know, and they'll be like, oh, your accent. So, you know, and they want us to speak and go. So And funny. I have to say to them, you know, I'm. I'm scum. Like I, <laughs> I'm scum. I've got a proper like estuary, horrible whining. You're not scum. I love that they think I'm posh, <laughs> but you know. So Hello. yeah, Newfoundland is where I'd be it. with my family, having a poutine and a beer. What a lovely sure. answer! Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> Thank you. This has been so much fun. That was a juicy one, right? Follow Angela. She's at Angela Barnes on social media and go to her website, angelabarnescomedy.co.uk for her tour dates. Please. Come and see you hoovering live in Thirsk at the podcast Social Club on the 23rd of November. Be my patron for exclusive mini episodes from live shows. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and follow the podcast all over social media at the hoovering pod. I'm on there as at Jessica Foster Q and send me a message longer than a tweet or to see all of my live dates, including my hench tour dates. Please head over to my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by the brilliant Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.